Hi, my name should be Dan Greaves, whatever. And we have Mr. Uh, Charizard's Rage, aka Charles. 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 I don't. I can't. Charlesard. Charlesard. Uh, the the one of the mods on the uh, Roma Discord server, uh, for English speakers at least. Um, we are here to talk about Roma uh, because other podcasts are uh, not enough. There is a lot more fans that that, that, that are out there, and I wanna I, I want to add variety. Like we have. Um, Solano's podcast for his readers and followers, and he has his own brand. We have the uh, some Serie A podcast that kind of mention stuff and sometimes touch in Roma and just talk about how bad we are <laughs> and how we're always this unfortunate team. And uh, we have Sikiazeritati podcast, which kind of uh, talks about like they they are too positive, too optimistic, too nice. So. Um, we figured we'd make something of our own where we are not too nice and we're not pulling punches <laughs> as as uh, as people will be able able to hear um so roma sucks <laughs> well i i want to disagree but we just uh, tied with leche on uh, february 11 2023 um i want to split this into half i want to split uh between uh part where we talk about the game like touch on stuff that happened in the game and then touch on some Roma stuff that happened in the in the meantime uh, or like in the past couple of days or weeks so okay let's 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 start with the game Roma Lecce 1-1 Dybala scores against Lecce once again um, he scored in the previous leg this time from a penalty well deserved pure handball um, nothing you can really say about that Roma probably should have scored more than just that one goal in the first half. Like, we finally came out, you know, shooting and firing on all cylinders, it seemed. And um, first, Stefan El Sharabi missed one, then uh, Tammy Abraham missed a couple. I don't know. It felt like we actually played the first half rather than just wait for, for Lecce to completely dominate us, and then we kind of walk into the second half and start playing better but we fell behind we fell behind and um how did you see that goal because uh, <laughs> it was a fun one the one we conceded you can look at it from many angles well see the thing is is that right now roma is set piece fc and we're so good at set pieces we even scored one for lecce <laughs> i am Roger Abanez is going down my power rankings. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait, wait! not wait. getting was, a Christmas card. It was Ibanez who who got the who, who got the own goal. Roger Ibanez own goal seventh minute. <laughs> so, um, right, I don't know who it was. I honestly like couldn't tell. I watched it a couple of times. Um, this absolute monster of a human, Federico Baschirotto, the defender of Lecce, pushed. Um, Pushed Smalling and and his own teammate and Ibanez to the ground <laughs> as he was trying to reach the ball. Um, so I don't know. It bounced awkwardly. It it kind of flew into our net. I guess Ibanez was last who touched it. I don't well, remember. if you're watching, like like mm -hmm. yeah, because you know we thought Basquiat scored the goal, 
And then Ibanez was down for a while because that guy just wanted to hide into the ground because, you know, <laughs> if if it came out that he scored an own goal, the Ultras who probably showed up at Zaniolo's house are probably going to show up at his house. So, I mean, we would have to wait for, for Jose to call him a traitor who uh, betrayed a team and, uh, and everyone's effort. <laughs> uh, but yeah, maybe. Um... Yeah, he was he was not injured, at least not permanent. Not like he continued playing. It didn't seem like it. He was bothered much. Um, aside from the goal, I was kind of impressed by uh, who was it, uh, Lorenzo Colombo and Gabriel Strefezza, who were pressuring our backline and our midfield quite hard. Um, did you feel like they the Lecce had the opportunities to score, or was it like just you know? They, they did boat. have, they did have, you know, opportunities to score. They had uh, eight shots, uh, three were on target. Um, I remember that they had one. I think it was Trefetsis had one right at Rui, and Rui was only able to deflect it over the crossbar. Um, so yeah, I believe that they did have chances to score. Unfortunately. Um, the only people who scored for Lecce were on Roma, but yeah, I felt this this team, you know, this uh, Lecce team, they have um, they have beat Lazio and Atalanta at home. They have drawn with AC Milan and Fiorentina, and they only suffered uh, one goal losses to Inter and Juve, and that's all at home. So you know, they're they're pretty good at home. I'm glad you bring that up. Um, because they basically, like, if you've watched Serie A 20 years ago, or 25 years ago, or in the 90s, um, playing at Lecce was exactly what Olympico was like back then. Because they had the, the guns, they had the, the fireworks, the flares. Here are the fireworks that, like, blow up. And you don't know if it was a cannon or a gunshot. And then apparently they had also gunshots. It was amazing atmosphere, and I absolutely loved it. Like, they're probably gonna get fined for that, but I wish they 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 wouldn't. Like, nobody was harmed. The players didn't seem shaken or anything. I, I get it. It kind of um, probably comes from some some suspicious background, but I absolutely loved the atmosphere. Like, you can tell Lecce just played really really well for their crowd, who are just as passionate as Roma. I, I I felt in the first half. Oh yeah, it was it was great because. I feel like this. I hear these explosions. I was like, okay, this is weird. And then there's a there's an announcement over the over the PA system, <laughs> and it was probably like, please stop shooting these flares. We're gonna get fine. <laughs> we're still so, gonna be above you, but we're gonna get fine. Yeah. Yes. Oh man, it was it was interesting. It was it was fun to watch. But yeah, they they could have they could have scored more. Uh, once again, Roma had uh, 12, 12 shots on goal. Uh, no, twelve total shots. Five were on target. Tammy Abraham, for some reason, like that man just gets denied, like just so hard. Like a lot. He had he had some great looks on goal. Uh, the Falcone just—he was just for some reason just would not would not allow the ball to go in. 
and once again Tammy just super frustrated. Right. Should um, it should have been like it should have it should have been like four four one at at least. Except for Falcone just would not would not let that ball go in. It feels like a conspiracy theory where every time we play against a team with at least a capable goalkeeper, they just turn into I don't know, into a lawyer. They're just saving everything. Um I, last week it was who? Vicario for Empoli? Yes. Um he was pretty amazing. Like he probably saved Empoli from from a lot of stuff. Actually, today uh, Empoli played. I actually forget who they played against. Uh, Spezia, and Spezia had a two 0 lead. Uh, Vicario probably saved him from like conceding four more goals. Like I don't know if you saw highlights, but Spezia scored their first goal on a penalty, which Vicario saved, and uh, then he saved like three more shots within one second, and uh, that's kind of pretty much the same thing he did to us, like that kid's amazing, I don't know. Um, we'll see who poaches him this summer, I guess. Mm. Wink wink. Um, Azuru is kind of maybe getting too old or not really not really doing that much, that, that great of a job as he was last year, but I don't know, we'll see. Financial um, fair play, wink wink. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure, we couldn't register a player that's that, that, that we paid zero euros and are paying one million per year, so <laughs> we couldn't register him. But, like, I guess we might be able to pull that off with some sales and whatnot, so I don't know. Um, I'm not putting too much, too much, um, I'm not betting on, on, on Miles Villar to do anything, the secondary goalkeeper we have. Uh, it doesn't seem like Jose is giving him any chances at all and doesn't seem impressed. So Quick sidebar about Sviar. You know, um, I think it was Champions League. He <laughs> had a wicked howler. And it was scored by uh, a current teammate of his. Nemanja Matic. Really? Yes, I can see it now. VR signs with uh, with Roma. Matic score. Uh, Matic signs a couple days later. Matic is like, "Hey, sorry about that, bud. Oh yeah, that's completely fine. No big deal." <laughs> I think it was his debut as well for Benfica when they played oh, against yeah. United. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the game where Jose was basically like, "Hey, man, I'm gonna get you one day." And uh, after that, he kind of didn't have the best time. All right, let's get back to how, You ever notice how Jose? He's like, "I'm gonna. I really want you to play for me." <laughs> play. He gets the player that he wants, and then puts him on the bench. Yep, <laughs> screw you. You're Pirates, never seeing the light of day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. VR Sobakin, freaking Sobakin. sends sends Cliver out to the Shadow Realm. Yeah. We'll get to Sopakin, I guess. He made a debut today, but yeah, we'll, we'll get to it later. Um, so, basically the first half ends 1-1. Roma kind of had some chances, and um, and and Lecce had some chances in the second half. Um, I know Lecce made some, some changes, but Roma kind of did not. We absolutely changed nobody. Meanwhile, Lecce had... Let me take a look. Four subs by 74th minute, uh, and then they actually used the fifth sub as well. Hmm. And none of those subs were called um, 
None of those subs were called one second. Hmm. I thought I saw a familiar, familiar uh, name here, but never mind. Um, and fact, Volkerling, I think he was a product of Roma's Primavera. Yes. I'm not entirely sure. But yeah, okay. Cool. Okay, that's the familiar name, but never mind. Um, pretty good. Basically, Swedish kid. Yeah, it's pretty good. We have a Swedish kid around who plays midfield for some reason, but he's a forward, striker, winger, or something. Nobody really knows. Uh, he never played in much of a forward position, I guess. Roma you... continued. Sorry? Uh, your old Verkling Pearson, he was actually pretty good with the Primavera. Yeah, no wonder he got a chance. Mm-hmm. He didn't look too bad. He didn't look too bad tonight, but he only got 20 something minutes, so. Um... Hey, that's like, you know, 19 minutes more than our subs, so, you know. Yeah, 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 I was gonna say, second half was pretty much, I don't know, nothing really going on. It's It felt like watching classic old Roma. We had more possession, we had more shots, but um, it just felt like going forward, balls would just disappear. Every time we tried to go forward, nothing would really come of it, Nothing, no, no production. It felt boring, like, it, it, it didn't feel boring in the moment, but it's kind of like, it's 85th minute and you're taking a look at what you were watching in the second half and you're like, well, nothing happened? Why am I excited? Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is kind of the same old drama. Nothing nothing to, to really write home about. Um, there were The only things that like are worth mentioning, and this is of course the classic Roma game at this point, I wonder if this ref is going to get suspended because he would not give people a red card. Like, they deserved it. Lecce deserved a red card. At least one. They were not really pulling their punches. Um, there's case to be made for, like, three red cards, but nobody's going to do that. I really felt like this referee was kind of losing um, losing control of the game, where Lecce just felt increasingly more... They weren't sabotaging the game. They were just sabotaging players, I guess. It didn't feel like they were trying to sabotage the game. It just felt like felt like they were trying to injure players. Um, they had three times as many fouls as Roma. They had 24 fouls to Roma's eight, four yellow cards to Roma's one, and they each side had zero red cards. But yeah, Lecce should have had about three. I mean, if, if if they, I like to say they had an opportunity to have three because if they got one, they would not have had like the second or the third. They probably would have just withdrawn into their half and just into their box and just uh, played full catenaccio. Um Speaking of which, Roma usually has very few fouls. Do you think that's like Jose Mourinho's instructions to be more disciplined, or are we just not a fouling team? Uh well, what was it? We had like four red cards a couple years ago against Real Betis. Probably Jose learned his lesson. Don't foul the shit out of the other team. <laughs> to be fair, the, the Real Betis draw you into that shithousery, and it's it's just the bloodbath of a game. Because like, I remember watching them in a friendly. They were falling on the slightest of touches. They were they were simulating fouls so hard. They were like yelling and screaming at the referee and then we have to face them again in the Europa League is like the conference league was I don't know I forgot so you're but, telling me that they're the Kyle Lowry 
Uh, they're the Kyleist, Lowriest team of all time. <laughs> it's just insane. Like, you're watching them, you're like, dude, what are you, what, what, why are you angry? You have like one goal lead in a friendly. <laughs> why are you screaming at the referee? Why is your face red? The vein in your forehead is about to pop. Chill. It's a friendly, dude. Uh, but yeah. yeah half, I don't really... think we're a fouling team. Yeah, yeah. We're Roma, like it. Roma can't. Uh, Roma can't play down a man. We can't even play up a man. So, you know, it's not like uh, what was it? Wolves today. Wolves actually, I think, won being down a man today. Yeah, yeah. Wolverhampton won. Yeah. Wolverhampton. Uh, Wolves two. Southampton one. Yeah. Lamina. 27th minute red card and they still pulled off the win so yeah that's something that our Lupetto can't do because uh yeah we we can't we can't even come up with a win like with 11 on 10 what makes you think we're gonna come up with a win or a draw you know down a man so <laughs> Mourinho is like, okay, I will be the ultimate scapegoat. I'll take the reds. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that Mourinho leads the league in red cards. <laughs> I was actually surprised. There was a moment where uh, they fouled Dybala pretty hard, and um, thankfully it didn't look like he was injured. Or was it Pellegrini? They fouled everyone pretty hard, but like, you could tell the ref was like, the ref ran over to to Jose Mourinho, and he uh, he like talked to him, and I was like, here comes the red card. Nobody. And then later they fouled again, like again, hard foul. And it was, it was one of those uh, kind of studs, not really down, more like up um, from the back. I think it was on Dybala. It was like from the back foul. He had no intentions of getting the ball. He had no chance of getting the ball. He broke a counter. Like it was obvious he was trying to foul the guy. Like where did that this? Where did that go? That you get a red card if you tackle someone from behind and you don't get the ball like that. That used to be automatic, and now yeah, it's that, like nothing happens. Maybe a yellow. That got, always got me in trouble playing FIFA online matches. Coming oh, in yeah. studs up from behind. You tell your like you pause and you tell your player studs up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I thought like here we go. Here someone's gonna get a red. Nope, no red cards for the coaches. Nobody, not even. Um, I honestly don't know who it was. I can't remember it. if it was Yulmans or Gonzalez. But one of the Leche players got just a yellow for that. It was kind of like, eh, really? Yeah, it was the 91st minute. Yulmand. Um, yeah. That's basically all we can write home about. Roma was just futile, wasn't really attacking much. Um, actually, we were attacking, it just nothing came out of it. And, Why? Um, yep. Why? Did we not see any rotation? We have a chance. We have a Europa League match on Thursday against Leipzig. Against Leipzig. We have no rotation. Nemanja Matic and Pellegrini just looked worn out and exhausted in the second half. And you're probably going yeah. to rely on those two against Leipzig on Thursday. They should have pulled them out so much faster than they did throwing on a couple more like you know i'm not i'm not asking for much 
But if I had to have one wish this year, it would be that Mourinho makes a sub around the 60th minute. It would be nice. Instead, we get them at like yeah. the 80th minute. It doesn't seem like he trusts his bench, and I kind of don't like that about him. Because if you don't trust your bench, then what exactly are you training them? What, what what are you teaching them in practice? Like, are you giving them any homework to you know watch some tape? Like, what what exactly are you doing to not earn your trust? And like nobody on the bench. Uh, what did happen was Genie Wijnaldum finally came uh, came back after having his leg snapped in half by Felix Afana John in uh, in in training before the season even started. Somebody came on and to turn friendly fire off. <laughs> Yeah, um, it was like Kevin Strotman, you know. Oh god, don't bring that up. Breaking people. <laughs> um, and then he got broken in half. Uh, so Genie got got subbed on. I honestly do not remember. Like, I remember someone mentioned it. Uh, I saw a comment somewhere. Oh, Genie was on, and I'm like, oh, that's true. I guess he did play. Mm. I don't remember anything he really did. Belotti came on for Tammy Abraham, which I absolutely do not understand. Uh, we needed a goal and we were chasing it by subbing like for like, striker for striker. And mind you, striker who camps in the box for a striker that defends. Um, midfielder for midfielder and then Ola Solbakin finally came on again with three minutes to go. I think that's his record. He once came on in the 88th minute and then in the 89th minute. So he's slowly getting uh, his minutes increased by one. So now he's up to six minutes played in Serie A. I'm not asking for much, but it would be nice if we're, you know, trying to get a goal. It's like 70th minute or so. Sub off your, your attacking mids. And just go four strikers, just Tammy Abraham, Bulotti, Sobakin, and Dabala, just right up front. Just let them unload on the goal. Whoever, whatever goalkeeper we're playing against is bound to let one get by. And that's all I'm asking for is just shoot the lights out of the goal. 42 shots on target, uh, you know, 120 shots attempted. Just let them have it. But no, I won't yeah. won't be able to get that. I'm I'm very disappointed. Mourinho football is anti-football, and you can't tell me otherwise. I'm yeah. sick and tired of defending. It just it hurts because we went from having Paulo Fonseca, where every match was a shootout, Roma four, <laughs> ball three, and now it's one one. Lecce should have been like five one. But for some reason, Tammy just... I don't like that our players simply cannot seem to score from situations that they are not used to. Like, I've never seen Tammy Abraham take shots like he did today. Not this season. I've I never do... seen Tammy Abraham score from open play. <laughs> I mean, he has moments. He has his moments, definitely. But, like, not like this. Not like, I don't know if, again, bringing up Ampoli versus Pezio were former Roma product of Primavera, Daniele Verde, he scored an amazing goal on uh, on Vicario. It was from open play. He ran to the middle of the box, dribbled past like three people and just 
curled one up in the top corner. You can't save those. Like, we don't have anyone who does that except Dybala. And mm -hmm. uh, it felt like Dybala was pulling a Totti in the second half. Because he was everywhere. He would take the ball and just do all of his magic to get past people. And then ultimately he had to lay off the ball to someone else. And then they would lose it. Whether it was Pellegrini, whether it was Cristante, whether it was... Uh, Stefan Al-Sharabi, who had a very strange game. Tammy Abraham, whoever touched the ball after Dybala, it would just account to nothing. Um, you know who Tammy reminds me of, like, play-wise right now? Nicolas Anjelka. Uh, no. <laughs> he reminds me of Edin Dzeko. Because he's a poacher. We're not, we're not playing him as a poacher. And when they hoof the ball up to Abraham, he tries to dribble past the defender, gets dispossessed. The ball ends up back in the Roma back line. They hoof the ball up to Abraham, he gets dispossessed. It's like, it'd be nice to have some wingers, have Tammy right in the middle, cross the ball into Tammy, and then just, you know, let him just poach the goal. It'd be great. But no. So you're saying that Tammy is uh, flawed in the same things that Jacko was flawed in, and then and the he gets less they... shit for it. <laughs> the things that they can do uh, are very different. Jacko can find himself in situations to score, and then he just doesn't. Uh, Tammy finds like he finds room. He's really good at uh, with the ball at his feet. He's agile. He's quick. His dribbling is absolutely amazing. He's, he's mobile. Like he's very very swift. He plays like he's a, a mobile Jekko. He's a mobile Jekko. Like if you look at him, and and pictures of him, he's like he's crouched to his ankles and still somehow running forward, like with the ball and not losing it. Like this guy's like six foot three, one ninety three or something like that. It's like how are you playing like that? How do you have this balance? But at the same time. He just doesn't score. Jacko did not score for a long time. He need to, he needed needed to be a served goals on a plate. But yet he finished third all time. He did. Scored, so he once, once he was unlocked. Whew. Yes. And right now I think I think they're asking Tammy to do something that he's not good at, which is why his stats are looking not yeah. too great. So yeah. Um, ultimately, as I said, Dybala looked all over the place. He was trying to get the ball. He was he was basically like watching a Marvel movie, like Captain America against Loki. Just you know, trying everything he could. That doesn't work. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. And then, in the end, nobody really comes in um, to help him out. He he played full ninety, and I have absolutely no idea how he's going to play on Thursday. He looked like he took couple of knocks, a couple of pretty bad knocks. I hope there is nothing that he has to go through. Uh, no treatments, no nothing. But I don't know, this felt like the toughest game Dybala's had to play so far in Roman uniform, at least to me. And uh, I'm kind of worried for Thursday against Leipzig, so we'll see, we'll see. Uh, oh yeah, it's definitely gonna be a tough match on Thursday. Um. Yeah. Like I said, no, there was really no rotation. How do you, you're, I do not know what Mourinho is concentrating on because last year it felt like 
you know, there was no easy road to the Coppa Italia. The league was pretty much unattainable. So he threw all his all his effort into the Conference League and then was able to win that. It feels like I can't tell if he's putting effort towards the Europa League, if he's putting it towards getting a top four spot. Because winning the league is obviously unattainable unless Napoli decides that they want to play like a Serie B team right now, which I can't see happening. So, unless Romo starts deciding that they want to pull out some immaculate victories and go on a completely unbeaten streak to end, end the year, which won't happen. But I can't, yep. I can't see a good result coming on Thursday. It doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like we're um, like a football team that's actually um, progressing and advancing and learning anything. It just does not give off such a vibe. I've left a bunch of comments saying that you know I I don't like Jose Mourinho and stuff, but like when you get serious about it, trying to be unbiased, I just don't see any kind of progress. Like that's why I I don't trust in Mourinho anymore because you're trying to see. That players learn something. You 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 have this quote of of uh, Wojciech Szczesny, the goal, former goalkeeper, in mind that says, "I've learned in six months from Spalletti more than I've learned in my entire career." And he just came over from Arsenal, <laughs> so it's kind of like what? Um, and then multiple players always mention that they learned stuff and and these coaches that they learned from. I don't think anybody's ever said from Roma that they, they've learned about the game of football from Jose Mourinho. It doesn't feel like anyone's progressing. It doesn't feel like anything good is happening, that there is promise. Like, we're, what, eighth month into second season? <laughs> there is nothing going on. Like, there's just same thing. You you can, like, we all go into games trying to, to, to expect the best or just not trying, just expecting the best, expecting to see some change, something different. But I don't know. It, it feels all the same. So I've seen some comments um, saying that t t today's game was the best Roma's played in a long time. And I would agree in a sense that we didn't look completely dead until the 87th minute. We attacked. We attacked the whole game. It's just nothing came from those attacks. It like, was the best worst game we've had in a while. Yeah. Yeah. I would uh, say the worst, best, worst, worst game was probably last year against Venezia. Oh, that yeah. Was, that was that sad. Was bad. You can <laughs> tell the entire team was thinking, oh, I don't want to be here. We won this game already. This is easy. And then every time we scored, Venezia would just be like, nope, come back here. And Did you see uh, Mourinho's excuse? This, for this today? Round? Yes. Nope. Okay, so last week it was, I have no depth. That's why That's why you have nothing. Today, Jose Mourinho, after Roma's 1-1 draw versus Lecce, it was a horrible pitch. The players had many problems. So he's blaming the pitch. I would blame what was on the pitch. Because those players just really had to get it together. To unlock the goal and you know that would have been a 1-0 defeat if you know there wasn't a handball in the in the in the box there but uh after the job Mourinho spoke to Dazen about the game and stated a very tough difficult 
immense match played on a horrible pitch the players had many problems playing and you had to lift the ball and you also risked your ankles for this reason i don't say anything negative to my players either individually or collectively so i just went to kiazeri.his website um checked two articles there that are post game they had screenshots from from this game made by uh, fabio rossi from uh via get images and I just sent you one of those. Does that look like a bad pitch to you? <laughs> like, I don't mean to counter Mourinho, but like, really? That looks like a flawless piece of grass. Yet, I would say <laughs> that that's a bad pitch because Lorenzo Pellegrini is on it today. <laughs> yeah, Lorenzo had the uh, had the uh, had not his best game. Let's put it lightly, and. Um, he was not substituted until the 87th minute when Ola Solbakken came on the pitch. His first contact with the ball was an amazing dribble. I absolutely love Like What we were expecting of Ola Solbakken is uh, speed, quickness, agility and dribbling. He displayed that immediately and he was immediately followed by two Leicester players simultaneously. And um, he was active, he found himself open for passes. Sometimes team, uh, his players didn't expect him, sometimes he did. And this is all in like five total minutes, including the stoppage time. I liked what I saw of him. I like that he's lively, he's moving around. He, I don't know, Jose says Solbakken does not understand how to defend uh, and his tactics yet. It's gonna take some time, maybe, who am I to judge? But offensively, he looks very capable. I would definitely love to see more of more of Solbakken. Yes, I love. I like to see Solbakken. It's like uh, <laughs> he. There's like a lot of attacking talent that I would like to see play more. Unfortunately, now I have to go watch Spezia to go see Shamorodov. But. You know, uh, I've, yeah. I, I watched that game and Shomorodov was so fun to watch. He was everywhere, he was mobile, he was moving, he was moving the ball. He was making some passes, making some plays that would confuse Empoli defense. I know it's Empoli, but he was everywhere. Like, I, 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 it's just such a joy to see a player unleashed and just let him do whatever he wants. No instructions, just play your best, do what you think you can do. Um, I miss that. I miss seeing that type of guys, and we have that in Dybala, but he's marked by like three players. What do you do? Do you think that Mourinho doesn't allow the players to get creative on their own? He just wants them to stick to a system? Um, a system I, think, I think offensively, going offensively, I think that there is no system. It's kind of like, do what you think is best. And I think he like tries to prepare players psychologically to um actually do that but there has been multiple comments from former players and current players i don't know who the current players are might have been like you know just um complaints and 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 fake news but again it's from former players and current players that Jose Mourinho does not teach any offensive movement any offensive patterns so i think his game offensively is just do what you think is best try whatever you want maybe he gives them some you know basic things that they should do his thoughts and how they should do um i think all of his tactics rely on defense and just defending and moving in certain lines and um finessing the defensive uh positioning of of both midfielders 
and defenders. I think he... <laughs> I honestly think, like, it feels like he gives his forwards more defensive instructions than he gives them attacking instructions, because you remember when Zaniola was still, still playing with us and he was playing right flank? He would run to the left side so many times to help out. Like, whenever Lorenzo would, like, get stuck helping right flank, there is Zaniolo on the left flank helping out. It's like, why? What are you doing on this side of the pitch? But, um... I don't know. I don't think that they have, you know, strict rules going forward. Yeah, I don't know. It just feels like there. It feels like there is less attack, more focus on defense, because there's that phrase that a good that the best offense is a great defense, but this defense just it doesn't it doesn't feel. <laughs> Doesn't it doesn't feel, feel right. impenetrable. Yeah, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel great. It doesn't feel impenetrable. It doesn't feel like when they put their mind to it, they don't concede. And that's a problem. When you're trying to hunt this one goal scored per game, you know that your defense is going to let through one goal. Speaking of which, um, my my honest feeling is that Smalling has been causing um, way too many goals uh, conceded this season. It feels like he's 99% there every time we concede. It's like one tiny inch of his boot or one tiny inch of his body that like doesn't manage to cover an angle. And so many goals we score, it's kind of like, oh, Smalling was right there. Like even the goal we conceded today, Smalling could not keep the man that he was marking in front of him and that man got on the wall. I think it's because Smalling is, you know, the cornerstone to our defense. And if you have anybody else try and mark up anyone, they'll lose him, so Smalling has to cover. But that's just my opinion, as I sip my tea. Might be. Might be. Uh, like, maybe he's simply tasked with the biggest responsibilities, and then, you know, when, when you're tasked with such... And when you're tasked with the most weight, you're Ooh. more prone to mistakes. If you, yeah, that that's true. If you have the biggest caseload, you're obviously going to have the most, probably a good number of mistakes. But like, you take out Smalling, who's who's your defensive line then? Who are you gonna, who are you going to put in there as your second best defender? Abanez, Mancini. You know, it's not. Roma's back line isn't, you know, an all-star cast, you know. I Not like gonna... both of them, but I think Hibanez is gone. He has huge potential. I don't think Mancini has that much potential. He's like a very, very, very solid defender. He will do what you ask of him. He's he's good at everything. He's not like amazing. He's not excellent. He's just very good at everything you ask of him. And um, solid seven out of ten. Seven and a half. Yes. I would give him seven and a half. I would say Maybe. Smalling is an eight, eight, eight point five, and then Abanya is, is you know point point five below Smalling, and then. I think Abanya's is a range. I think Abanya's is between six and a nine and a half, and you never know what's going. Like you, you don't know play from play what you're gonna get out of him. <laughs> uh, he's prone to mistakes, and then he's also prone to some incredible, amazing stuff that just leaves forwards thinking, I need to change my sight. I'm not playing against this guy. 
<laughs> like I think when when summer comes, Ibanez is the. Um, I actually forgot to term in English, but sorry, English is my seventh language. But um, he is gonna get sold. He will get sold to Premier League for like 40, 45 million, maybe even Real Madrid. I don't know. They don't like Rudiger. Rudiger. Um, he has potential. He has a lot of potential, and he's developing still. So I think they will use him kind of to fill in the fill in the 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 bank. And then I don't know. Smalling is rumored to be going to Inter for for more money, for higher salary. So I don't know. I have no idea what's going to happen with defense next year. It's going to be fun to see. Yes, yeah, I I can see Banyas leaving right now on transfer mark. He's valued at twenty seven million. Yeah. So I think he'll be gone. In Premier League money, that's probably forty five. Twenty-seven million. That's like you know one low-ball offer from Bournemouth. <laughs> it wasn't low-ball. It was a good one. It was a good offer. Well, Bournemouth offered thirty-five million. You know they met Roma's demands for Zaniolo. Zaniolo just was like, "That's not for me." Right. And I want to play for Milan. Milan said, uh, "Best we can do is loan." And, uh, you know, maybe, you know, we could buy him, I guess. Not an obligation, but, yeah. And then he ends up going to Galatasaray. And has a very, very uh, unfortunate start there. Um, just want to mention briefly, when, when he went, when he actually joined Galatasaray, there was a 17-year-old kid who made a video compilation for, for Zaniola and unfortunately lost his life in, in the earthquake. So Zaniola's first uh, response to, to the fans when he joined the club was just grief and it was black and white and uh, it was it was very, very, very sad. I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable. Uh, it's just, it's not how you, how you wish to start your tenure, but he immediately joined um, uh, some charity work and helping out and uh, yeah it's it's I, I wish him nothing but the best I really hope that kid explodes just because I like our players and I like keeping a tab on our players um, like Rajan Angolan joining Spal and De Rossi in, uh, in, in Serie B um, I didn't like Kevin Stratman and, and Mar his Marseille days I really did not care to watch those and otherwise I... now, right? <laughs> yeah yeah, I'm sad it'd be. Yeah. yeah, I don't like Genoa. I don't like Genoa and Cagliari. Teams that's it's always like, I don't want to play against this guy, this is such a boring game. And then somehow we draw or lose. It's like, why, Roma? Why? We why just not? beat Juve 4-0. Why, why are we losing to Cagliari? Or Kievo. Um, uh, stop it, don't do that. <laughs> it's fine, now we have, now we have uh, Spezia. And... Uh, and uh, they are our bane. It's fine. So uh, let's let's I guess move on from this. Roma plays Verona next nineteenth. Uh, no, that they don't. Be Sunday. I mean next in Serie Serie A. Yes, but they play Leipzig. Leipzig on Thursday. And and uh, uh, I'm predicting two nil to Leipzig. They have actually some some strong team. They they they've they've gotten better this season. Uh, I forgot who they brought. Give me just one second. 
Because up until today, they were 12 matches unbeaten in the Bundesliga, and then they <sighs> lost to Union Berlin. Who have been... Who, Union Berlin have had an amazing season. They just came up from uh, Zweite, the second Bundesliga second level. And they were first for a very long time, and now they're like trailing one one point behind Bayern. I would absolutely love to see them win. Um, that would be great. I would love to see okay. because Bayern's won what like nine, ten in a row titles. Yeah, they're like Juventus without the cheating. So, a few things about Leipzig. Uh, they have Andre Silva, famous name to Roma fans because we we were uh, targeting him last 27 uh, transfer periods um they have dominic Soboslai, Soboslai, the hungarian wonderkin they have timo werner from chelsea and they have for now one of the most expensive defenders in the world teams are going to be um trying to sign him next season i'm again predicting he goes to real madrid Joško Gvardiol, the croatian uh, sensation from this um, World Cup that we just watched in Qatar, was it? So, Kuwait, Qatar, I don't know. They also have Abdu Diallo. Really? Yes. And Emil Forsberg. 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 However you want to pronounce it. Oh yeah, I true. Emil Diallo, I was wondering why didn't... So, Danny Olmo is injured. Um, quote-unquote, you know, lucky for us. I don't want to say we're lucky that someone is injured, but you know, makes them weaker. Dani Olmo is sensational. Uh, they have Christopher and Cuckoo. They do. I don't think he's going to play either. He's been injured for a very long time now. He's like he my favorite player to use in transfer fo in a <laughs> football manager. Right. He's, he's amazing as well. I think he was supposed to go to one of the big clubs, and then they were like... He got injured or something like that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I want to predict based on our current or recent results that we're not going to do good against them. But if you have to bet on Jose, against Jose Mourinho in a cup, you're doomed. So I, I have I no idea. I won't bet against Jose Mourinho. We, we're talking about a dude who against Bodo Glimt uh, away first leg at 1-1 or 2-2, whatever the result was, he fucking closed down the shop. He was like, I have 45 minutes left of this game. I'm putting on seven midfielders. I'm putting on all of my forwards out for defenders. Midfielders also have to defend. We play the formation of, what, 8-1-1 in the end, where the one was like, I don't, I don't remember who it was, the forward, but like even he was defending, so it was like, everyone back to defense, I don't care, we're keeping the results. I remember being so angry, like, we have them, we finally have them, what are you waiting for? Nope, he closed down the shop, like, they, they were weaker than us. And but... then we, we beat them at uh, Olimpico. So, I don't know, I, 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 I'm not betting against Jose Mourinho. The I thing is, like, I'm not. I, I don't think we're gonna go for a win. I think we're just gonna go for an extreme bus park in front of our our box. But mm -hmm. we are amazing in air, and um, we will have Dybala. So that means that any time in the first five minutes of the game, we can score three goals from corners. But Set even if we FC, score, baby. even if we score one, we're just going all defense. I don't know. Yeah. 
it's away, so I expect them to play very, very conservatively and then yeah. hope for. I think, you know, obviously a win is the best result. Realistically, I think they're going to be playing for a draw and then try and finish up business at the Olympico. I'll say this. If Jose Mourinho is just bluffing everyone and his goal is to reach uh, top four in Serie A by playing like shit so that he can surprise people, now would be the perfect time to pull up some incredible tactics that he never used so far to stomp and dominate possession and win 4-0 and then be like, yeah, we can do that as well. And then you have absolutely no idea what you're going to get from Roma ever again. Hey, Roma won the possession battle today, actually. <laughs> It was, uh, I think it was like 58% possession. Yeah. 58 to 42. <laughs> with 76% pass accuracy. And, I mean, if I was Jose Mourinho, I would just go into, into the media and be like, look, we had 58%. 58%. It's still 1 1. And you're blaming me for playing defensively. Like, what do you say to that? He has a point. Um,. All right, so let's just cover some things that happened before this this match. We had a transfer period, which was kind of disappointing, I guess. We uh, brought brought in Ola Solbakken. We brought in a defender, Diego Llorente, I think his name is. On straight loan. Yeah. From Leeds. We uh, shipped Madi Kamara to the stands. Because He's apparently... 15 minutes away from completing <laughs> the obligation. I that's a rumor. I don't know if that's true, but I think someone mentioned somewhere that like he has to play 15 or 20 more minutes until Roma has to buy him. So now with Wijnaldum back, I don't know. I'm well, pretty sure Kamada is just done playing for Roma. He uh, like you know. We got we know we know them on loan from uh, PSG. PSG. He breaks his leg due to friendly fire incident. So yeah, they had to get Maddie Kamara. So basically, now that when all them's back, Kamara's sold to the stands. So you know. Yeah. Not fun. Not fun at all. Um. We basically, yeah, that's that's all that happened. We are treating Wallace Fabakian and Genie as new transfers. We have Diego Llorente for, uh, for defense as well, apart from Kumbula. Mm. Chelsea spent 600 and something million. United are going to get bought by, um, by the same people who own PSG. And uh, <laughs> that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's what happened. Italy is poor once again. And uh, Juve might get relegated. They will have no money to spend. Inter is broke. Their owner is being sued for uh, unpaid everything in his in, in in his life. So Inter won't have money. Milan are kind of also penniless. I'm still grateful for the 20 million we got from them for uh, Andrea Bertolacci a couple of years ago. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, 25 million for for uh, for Romagnoli. Um, who's now at Lazio. So yeah, I don't know. I, I, I have no idea what's going to happen in Italy, except it looks like Napoli, who are clear of debt, who have the best squad, and whose owner just said, I'm not selling anybody, don't care, are poised to rule Serie A for a long time. 
Well, that just sucks. <laughs> I mean, if someone has to, I'm just glad it's not Yuva. That's true. I... <sighs> I, li I like how Manchester City is getting the Yuva treatment. That's kind of fun to watch. Do you think something's going to happen to them? Absolutely not. Yeah. If so, then, you know, something has to be done to Juve as well. But I don't, I do not think that they will have any punishment. I think some uh, money will change hands behind the scenes. And uh, they'll be like, yep, this is a big nothing burger. And yeah. leave it alone. But, uh, so, yeah. But we got rid of Zaniolo. <clears throat> finally. We got rid of Zaniolo and uh, we looked better without him than we did with him. And a few games, or a few, I don't know, substitutes. Um, I don't think, like, it's 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 supposed to open up this opportunity for Dybala to play on the right instead of him, but I don't see it. Stefan El-Sharabi has now been demoted to a left fullback, with Zalewski playing on the right for some reason. We are still not seeing or smelling Karsdorp. Um No idea what, what, what he's gonna do. I thought when Zaniolo leaves, we will have Karsdorp just, you know, entirely by himself on the right side, with somebody in the middle to help out. Does not seem like the case. Zalewski today was completely invisible, by the way. I don't remember a single thing he did. El Shadawi missed one chance early in the game, but uh, otherwise he... He had a few moments where he shared some very quick passes. That's his game. His game is just quickness and quick reactions and being in places that you don't expect him to be. But he does not dribble past anybody. It's, it's simply never been his thing since he was 17 years old. So, I don't know. Um, we are in a very, very, very strange position where we are supposed to play better without Zaniolo, but at the same time, I don't really see it anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, that, that's when oh, you ask yeah, someone about it. Yeah. He's gone, so now we have to find a new scapegoat. <laughs> I think we'll... We have we a few. We have a well, few. That's right, we have the 3.8 million euro traffic cone. 2.8. 2.8. Eh, you know, we'll adjust for, we'll adjust for inflation. For the uh, record, it's not, it's not you that hates him, it's it's my my username in the Roma Discord. That's true, but, you know... He had a quiet game today, I did not... I only think I heard his name called once. Like, talk about invisible. Like, I saw, him has... in the... I saw him in the starting lineup. I was like, okay, he's there, I guess. But he, uh, I did not, I did not see him much. I did not hear about him. He was just quietly there in the shadows. He ended up with a, with the seventh best or fourth worst rating with a 6.49. So that's when people say that Cristante is a, is a really good player for Roma. Like 
in in this current system sure like when you watch him you see him like i'm not an expert in football but what what he does is he roams from player to player like he's always covering but he's jogging he's not like closing down players he's covering them and pressuring them kind of lightly if teams play a simple one two they get around cristante if they play a simple th a simple through ball they get around cristante same thing with with pellegrini just slightly pressuring people just pretending to be a surplus it's kind of not gonna work against better teams and it doesn't even work against okay it works against these Serie A minnows because they break through and then their one striker who was a name that was kind of big 15 years ago doesn't do much against Smalling Ibanez Mancini defense but bigger teams are going to exploit that. Like we leave this hole in the middle that's just exposed by a simple pass. <laughs> it's not fun. That's really Tristante's, not. It's terrifying. Tristante's stat line today on the defensive end: two total tackles, no interceptions, one clearance, no block shots, and a foul. And then offensively, one shot, no shots on target, no key passes, no dribbles, no fouls. And then, let's see. Yep, no, no key passes. Forty-seven passes, eighty percent pass percentage. No crosses. Yeah, he's just. So the worst thing is that's probably who he is as a player at this point. I don't think we're gonna ever see anything different from him. Yeah. Pellegrini, on the other hand, Pellegrini has been absurdly horrible today. Yeah, like he's he... been—he was more active, he was more around, he was noticeable. <laughs> Not like Cristante, he was actually noticeable. But every time he would get the ball, they were like, "Oh my god, oh my god, this is it, this is it, we got a chance." And then Pellegrini just does something stupid. There was one moment where we had a three-on-one in the second half, and he managed to pass to a Lecce player twice. I don't understand. I, he's in the biggest slump of his life, and I just do not understand what's causing this. Yeah, I have no idea. I think, I think that um, either he's injured, or he just, for some reason, he's just having. He's either injured, or it's a mentality thing, or something. But you know. I want to say it probably has something to do with like, if I had to like put an external thing, if I had to put an external reason on, I'd probably say like, he has he has to take a back seat to Dybala, because now Dybala is the one doing most of the free kicks, the corners, the penalties. Yeah, so that's silently doesn't Clinton. He doesn't really have to do much anymore. Yeah. So when he does get touches, they're just secondary and they're bad so he doesn't have to do much anymore maybe he's trying too much and uh just not overthinking it but like just trying too much simply all of the bad season he's had goes into his head suddenly and then he he, he tries to score from positions where he should be passing or he tries to pass in positions where he just shouldn't or he tries to dribble without realizing there's three people taking the ball from him <laughs> Yeah, it's it's kind of sad. 
but I hope he snaps out of it. I think he's, I think he's still thinks that he has to be the guy when he doesn't. Yeah. So. Yeah. We need simple things. We just need simple things from our players. But like, I don't know, midfield is just simply our, our biggest weakness. There's nothing connecting. There's nothing shielding the defense. And then there's nothing connecting the defense to attack. When you nope. look at other teams, they're just workhorses. They run, they press nonstop. They, uh, they're they annoying. They cannot be dealt with. Like, you watch Napoli, their midfielders are taking the ball between their um, full uh, central backs. And then suddenly they're also the most forward players in the pitch. And you're like, okay, that's what, the, what, what a midfield is. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I... I have no idea. Yeah, as I said, they're injured maybe, or he is injured maybe. I'm not sure. Not sure what's going on. Not sure we'll ever find out. I just hope um, they snap out of it somehow. Uh, okay. So, I feel we've covered kind of pretty much everything. Uh, I'm not sure if there's anyone else worth mentioning. I kind of wanted to go through our entire team and just like briefly touch on them, but Matic apparently had a bad game, but he's our best player in general lately, so I don't know. He's, he's the only player that looks like he knows what he's doing out there. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Abraham had a few misses that he should have put away, but also... Falcone made us some saves, sure, but really Abraham should be smashing those past him. Um, that's... Kind of it. Do you have anything else to uh, to to add, or anything else that comes to mind? Well, I'd like to give a shout out. I'd like to shout out Sidewalks for keeping me off the streets. <laughs> uh, cool. <laughs> that's that's that, that might be the best shout out I've heard. I appreciate randomness. I truly appreciate randomness. Um. I'd like to shout out uh, Seria B for for having uh, Daniela De Rossi and and Spal and Rajan Angolan, who is probably my favorite player of all time, excluding Totti. Totti is just you know, if if you're a Roma fan, Totti is untouchable. So you have to mention him because people go, oh my god, what about Totti? But like nobody mentions him because it's like, yeah, sure, yeah. After, um, all right, so we will aim to do these. After after our after my plays, or at least once a weekly, once a weekly. Um, basically, we have Twitter. I actually forgot what it is. Can you please remind me? It's at Roma Happens. At the Roma Happens. Actually, that, wasn't that my idea for a name? Hey. <laughs> I, I I I don't have good memory. I really don't. Uh, I will, I will, I will definitely make it obvious as we progress. I will be like, no, what are you talking about? We played amazing against Lecce in like two weeks. So, at Roma happens, uh, you will be able to find our our stupid memes there as well. And uh, <laughs> that's they're not stupid; they're art. <laughs> uh, I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. Something like that. So. If anyone's listening, thank you very much, and uh, let us know how how dumb our takes are in the comments. And also, I, we are kind of hoping to have more people on because I don't want this to be like, oh, it's exclusively us and nobody can join. 
Screw that. I want to bring someone who's going to yell at us for being stupid. Let's let's have that. I, I want to like hear people. from... I don't, I don't like sorry? people hurting my feelings. Uh, but you have alcohol to protect you. It's fine. That, that makes it worse. Makes me more emotional. <laughs> really? That's uh, true. How, how, how are we still emotional about Roma? It's, it's not possible. I didn't say I was emotional about Roma. I just said I was emotional when I'm drinking. <laughs> ah. So, um, yeah. Thank you for listening. And uh, until next time, which is Thursday or Sunday. I don't know when, when we're going to record. It depends on our, our lives. I hope Roma doesn't get stomped. That's all I can say. Sounds good. See at times, I'm on be running like a brother gunning craze. On me for tease, every day, hunting justice like a job for AIDS. Swing a spade, rhyme craze. I move strategic lyrics blaze whenever heated on point. Inflaming MCs like joints and manufacturing. Reactions like a pack in. Stay the mind.